Welcome to the Vine Life Podcast. We're a church in Manchester who love Jesus, each other, and our city. Catch up on this week's message and more. <laughs> this is going to be high speed. Thank you so much, Phil. Um, yeah, we did have a little drink on Friday and started dreaming about that. So if you want to join us, that'd be great. So just to be clear, next Sunday night, we're praying together in person. And then the following Tuesday, we'll do it on Zoom, 6.30 and 12.30. I don't know about you, I get a sense of emergency. Do you? And what's going on in the nation, what's going on around us, we need to get together and pray. Okay, so this week, I'm following on from last week. So if you weren't uh, around last week, I encourage you to um, grab hold of the podcast, as I said earlier. Um, so last week, we talked about healing and releasing um, prayer for healing, uh, particularly the prayer ministry. Our history as a church is that we have a long history of doing that, heavily influenced, as I referenced last week, by people like... Um, John Wimber, who um, brought that to the wider body of Christ um, a few decades ago, and that's something that our church has really moved in. This week, I want to talk about prophecy and, um, and the prophetic gift in the context of um, the gifts of the Spirit. Um, and again, the, we're focusing on those two because, again, for those of you who've not been around us for very long, um, we have had a really long history of, of releasing that personal prophetic gift amongst us. Um, We've had prophetic teams, um, which we would love to have again, um, and people have come to this church just to receive a word from the Lord from our teams. And I know personally, it's changed my life. Um, there are words, back in the day, we used to record them on cassette tapes. That's how old I am. And uh, I remember we, we had a, a big moment in our lives about six years ago, and we just, me and uh, my wife Sarah, if you haven't met my wife Sarah, you should meet my wife Sarah, she sat over there. We're not often in the same room together on a Sunday. Oh, this is quite a unique experience. Um, and we sat down and listened to some of those prophetic words, and they were from decades ago. In fact, one of those prophetic words was for somebody who's now with Jesus. And we put the tape in the cassette machine. We, had a, we have a cassette machine. Again, that's how old I am. And his voice started coming to us, and we were like, oh, it's Ian. Ian's not been with us for years, but his words spoke into our lives years later. So it's really important to us, really important to us as a church family. And this is not just for the select few. Uh, this is for all of us to do together. Um, so um, prophecy. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14 uh, gives us the context for what I'm talking about here, what we're thinking about, what we want to do. Um, Paul's talking about this gift of prophecy. It's starting at the first verse there. It says this. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to the people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. But the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. If we jump down to verse 24. But if an unbeliever or an inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, they are convicted of sin and brought under judgment by all, as the secrets of their hearts are laid bare. So they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. Oh, I'd love that. You love to be known as a people that... People come in and go, God is really among you. Two or three prophets should speak and the others should weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. But you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. The spirits of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. 
as in all the congregation of the Lord's people. Okay. So again, as we said last week, it's not an if this is happening in your midst, it's, it's happening. If the spirit is moving, then prophecy should be happening. What should it look like? Well, it should strengthen people, encourage people, and comfort people. We'll talk a lot about that this morning. There should be order to it. It's not just chaos, everybody just giving different words and, uh, and things like that. But again, it's this reality that it's the norm for us who are walking with Jesus uh, and those are gathering together in his spirit. So today, um, I'm talking about personal prophecy. So we're not going to talk about the office of a prophet. That's a whole other um, set of teachings. Um, so we're not going to be prophesying babies and marriages and things like that today. Just so you're aware, we're, we are strengthening, encouraging, and comforting people. Um, prophecy is all about hearing God for someone else or a situation or a circumstance and sharing that. Everybody who hears it, should be strengthened, encouraged, and comforted. And love is the foundational aim of prophecy. And that's really our heart, that we have a culture of prophecy, that 1 Corinthians 13 um, idea of love. Um, Sean Boltz, um, some of you have heard of Sean Boltz, a very big um, prophetic voice and a big influence on us as a church. He would say that we should highlight love over information. That's the goal of prophecy, a prophetic ministry. And um, we, as Christians, have this joyous moment to say we get to bring reconciliation to the world. We get to bring the world back to God. And this is one of the ways that we can do that. 2 Corinthians 5 says, For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So it's not about judgment. It's about love and reconciliation. A really simple description of prophecy is hearing the Holy Spirit, what God is saying, and then telling somebody else. Um, Acts 2.17 says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will will dream dreams. So, so people often ask, well, how do I do it? How do I know what's going on? Three questions. Are we in the last days? Yes. We were in the last days since the moment Pentecost happened. Um, it's the last days until Jesus comes back. We're living in that new covenant now. So yes, we're in the last days. Are you a person? Turn to the person next to you, if they are a person, do you want to just check? Are you a person? Are you a person? If the answer is yes, which I hope it is, God will pour out his spirit on you. Are you a son or a daughter? If the answer is yes, you can and will prophesy. That's the promises in this um, passage. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. It's a promise to us that we can hear his voice. But it's out of relationship with Jesus, the good shepherd, and we are all his sheep. He knows us so we can hear his voice. And it's good for us to really desire prophecy, to grow in it, want to be intentional and go after it. And I think that is something that we in our church history have certainly done and we want to re-engage with 
um, after today, well, from today. But we're all created differently. We all relate to God differently. We all learn differently. We all um, have different makeup. And so therefore, I'm not going to give you a formula today that says, do this, do that, and you will hear God. Because it will look different for each of us. Because it's relational. God is a relational God, right? So that puts people on edge, I know. Because people are like, oh, how do I know? How do I know it's God? How do I know it's... Phil was saying, you know, have I had an earthquake in my house or has God shook me? Have I had too much cheese and I had a weird dream? Is that God speaking to me? I don't know. So there are safety checks, right? First safety check, the Bible. Are you saying and doing and communicating the things that are in line with his written word? God isn't going to contradict this written word. So there's your first safety check. And if you're not sure, read your Bible. Number two, will the person feel loved and encouraged by what and how I share? The prophetic should pull people closer to God. Yeah? It's that ministry of reconciliation. So, we hear differently. We learn differently. We have different ways that we're made up. God is God. He's constant in this, but there are different ways that he can communicate to us. So I can hear God through the Bible. That'd be my number one point. It, we use our senses. So some of us, you know, we might see things. Well, that's seeing physical things that God wants to speak to us through. It might be see, by seeing um, visions or pictures. Um, we might hear things that maybe we, were, we weren't aware of before. God might speak to us through that. You might have a, have a feeling, and I know that you know people, oh, we can't rely on your feelings. Well, again, in the context of, does it line up with the Bible? Are you encouraging somebody? Then maybe God wants to speak to you through your feelings. He might even smell something. I've had that, um, been in a group of people where we've been praying, and one person can smell a smell, not a bad smell, by the way, um, a smell, and other people can't, and then the Lord has spoken through that he definitely speaks to me certainly through impressions and through um in my, my imagination As people get um, pictures and ideas that maybe we weren't thinking about before we ask god for a word for us for somebody else and that's another way that we can hear from god often i hear from god through other people other people come to me say things to me um, I might um, hear it, even non-Christians can say something to me and I feel God speaking to me. Sometimes that can be challenging, can't it? Uh, and words of knowledge, we've touched on that briefly, um, how people can um, hear from God for something specific for somebody else. We had some words of knowledge last week uh, and I know a few people responded to that. I'd love to know if there are any healings or any testimonies from last week. Is there anybody brave enough to wave at me and tell me, did anything change last week? John? Yes, John's back, healed last week. Come on. Really good, really good. Um, and that was a word of knowledge about backs as well, wasn't it? So, so God speaks to us in different ways. We have safety checks and um, be aware of your senses. Be aware of uh, what the Bible's saying. Be aware of other people and all those aspects. Um, and then as we receive that prophetic word, Often, you get that revelation. So we receive from God. 
then we might interpret it. So we get an understanding that God gives us about that revelation. And then there's application. What do we do with that prophetic word? What is the person to do with it when they receive it? Um, I would encourage them to test it, to search out what God might be saying to them about it, or throw it away if it's not from the Lord. And that's okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. So again, I like my little simple models because I'm a simple person. Um, so first thing we want to do, a bit like last week, we invite the Holy Spirit to speak. Sounds really obvious, but that's what we want to do. We want to invite Holy Spirit. He wants to give us good gifts. So once we've made that prayer, asking him to speak to us and give us a word, I believe he will do. But we have to wait on him. Listen, use your senses, all those aspects. Maybe it's a scripture, maybe it's a feeling, maybe it's an impression, maybe it's a picture. And then start to share the first thing you sensed after you prayed that prayer. Could be a thought, a Bible verse, a picture, something through your senses. What do you hear, sense, or feel God has for the person you're prophesying over or situation? And I think one of the big things for me in that moment is don't overthink it. Don't second guess it. God's good. You've asked him. He's going to share with you. And that can be a step of faith. And I know down through the years doing this, people often say, oh, I've got this picture. It's like a cartoon character. And I don't really know. And as they start to share, it speaks into somebody's life. So sometimes it can be um, not what you're expecting. And that's the step of faith. Um, and I think I often experience as I share it, more comes. And I don't understand what I'm saying to start with. But then as I go on, then the Lord gives me more. Um, I would encourage the person to receive it, to record it and to test it. Um, like back in the day, we used to have cassette recorders. Now we have mobile phones. Use your mobile phone to record it or you might want to write it down. Um, encourage feedback. So that might be immediately the person might go, oh, yeah, or oh, no. Um, either way, and be prepared for that. Um, or they might, they might need to take it away and ponder on it. And then you know, next time you see them, get some feedback. Really encourage you to do that. The only way you're going to learn if you are hearing from the Lord is to ask the person you've given them, does it, does it resonate? Has it, has it had an impact? Has it achieved strengthening, um, encouraging, and building somebody up? Um, if they sense you miss the mark, it's okay. You learn as you go. You grow. It's not like the end of the world. Failure actually is a step towards success, right? I believe it's really important that you were obedient. You took a faith risk. And I think that's what the Father wants. He really wants us to do that. Um, the health warning in there, we're not going to do births, deaths, marriages, major life events. That's not what we're talking about today. So how do we know it's from God? Well, the fruit of prophecy speaks and affirms identity, your identity as a son and daughter of the king. Prophecy has a transformational power to take us from where we were into a greater understanding and experience of where God wants us to be. An um, example there would be um, 1 Samuel, with um, Samuel takes Saul on his prophetic journey to becoming a king. Prophecy draws people to God and makes them realize God is real. He knows them. And they, need, and they need him, 1 Corinthians 14, what we read earlier. People to walk into our midst when people are prophesying, believing that they're going to meet Jesus as we do that. Prophetic ministry calls greatness out from within people's lives. 
Just think about Gideon. He didn't believe he was going to be a major leader. God called it out of him. Prophetic words are keys to unlock people's hearts to know Jesus. We again see in John 4, Jesus' encounter with a woman at the well. He uses the prophetic gift there to call out greatness in her. Prophetic words help lead us into truth and prepare us for what is to come. John 16 says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and what he tells you is what is yet to come. And prophetic always points us to Jesus. Ultimately, that's the aim, isn't it? To reconcile people back to Jesus. So the big question, what if I get it wrong? Well, I hope this place is our safe place to give it a go. We're not just doing prophetic this morning and hopefully on into the future in our Sunday meetings, we will do prophetic, but it's not for these Sunday meetings only. This is for you to take out into the world and prophesy over the people that you work with, live with, walk alongside. So this hopefully is a place where you can exercise that spiritual muscle. You can experiment and learn together. We learn together in a safe environment. Um, but we, everybody should test it. If you give you know, somebody a word, encourage them to test it. Um, it's okay. We are all learning. We're all in progress. Um, we celebrate progress, not perfection, right? As parents, that's what we do. Um, our kids like riding a bike, we want them to get on the bike and just ride it. That's unrealistic. They've got to learn. They've got to get their stabilizers on. Then they've got to take a stabilizer off. Then they're going to take another one off and they'll probably fall off. And that's okay. We pick them back up and we go again. But if we're going to do this together, we need to be accountable, be in community and ask for feedback so we can learn and grow. And if we miss the mark, we try again. And I love some stories, um, uh, particularly again, referencing Sean Bolts, how he shares his stories of getting it completely wrong and the Lord still uses it. You know, he shares a word with somebody in a restaurant and it's just like no idea what that is. <laughs> and then the person has an incredible conversation with him because he took the risk of sharing it. And then they're like, well, what are you trying to do? What, what do you mean? And it eventually leads to a conversation about Jesus. So he can still use our messes. I'm not aiming for mess, obviously, but he can still use it. Um, so, yes accountable feedback sounds obvious but spend time with the lord how do you know what he's like and his character and what he's saying if you're not spending time with the lord spend time in your bible because then you'll understand what he's trying to say to you through those words pictures impressions and you'll know it's from him because it lines up with what he's like in the bible um be connected to your community because we only see in part um, again, 1 Corinthians 13 says, for now we see only reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. We all get our pieces of the jigsaw that the Lord wants to share with us. And remember, love is the goal. This is not about just information. This is about love. We need to have love at the center of what and how we communicate a prophetic word and how we do that within community. How does that sound? gone at a slightly high pace because I want you guys now to have a go. Ooh. So just a quick survey. Who is after that? Who's been encouraged, comforted, strengthened this morning? 
Yeah? Brilliant. Everybody give everybody a great round of applause. I think that's great. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If anybody has any specific testimonies they want to share with us, um, drop us an email. Uh, what's the best way to do that? CLT at vinelife.co.uk. We'd love to hear what God's doing. If there are any healings from last week, any words this week, we will be in touch about you joining a prophetic team. You want to do this every week. Exercise that prophetic muscle. Um, grow in your gifting, then we'd love to hear from you. Um, but other than that, um, have a great week. See you soon. Hope you enjoyed today's message. If you want to find out more, head to our website, findlife.co.uk, or follow us on Instagram. God bless, and see you soon.